I've talked before about how I don't spend a ton of time on social media. With all the things I've got going on, I just don't have time to mindlessly scroll through feeds. That being said, on the rare occasion, someone says something that's so ludicrous, so out there, that I've got to talk about it. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards. I'm your host, Zan Morning. You can check me out on all social platforms at Zan Morning. Today, I'm going to be talking about an opinion that I've seen kind of floating around that true collectors can't get the cards that they, quote, deserve. Forgive me for not having the exact tweet or username, but if memory serves, it was a tweet that caught my eye. I think it was a black one-of-one Stone Cold Steve Austin card from Select. Maybe it was graded. I I don't remember. But I I specifically remember it being a black card that was one-of-one. It's an amazing card. I mean, anybody would want this in their collection that's a fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Stop anybody in their tracks. But the commentary on it was what I found really interesting. Again, I don't have the exact tweet to quote, but it was along the lines of, true collectors can't get these types of cards anymore, and they just end up in the hands of flippers or investors. This is a take that I couldn't disagree with more, and I'm going to break that down in today's episode. But before we get into this ridiculous take... Just a quick reminder of how you can help show your support for all the content that I put out. Wherever you're listening to this on, please hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star review if you think these podcasts, this one so far, or if you like any of my other podcasts, please leave that five-star review. It helps get more listenership. As well as sharing with a friend, tell a friend, tell a wrestling fan, tell a sports card collector, just tell more people about this show. And then don't forget, you can check the links in the show notes. Again, I mentioned my social media links are down there. Patreon group is down there, my eBay store, the World's Collide podcast link, and much more. There's a sentiment around out there that big-time cards, you know, golds, one-of-ones, all the shiny, flashy stuff, maybe it hasn't autographed, all that stuff that we're seeing released is only being bought by high rollers, investors, and flippers. It may seem that way on the surface, but overall, that's one of the dumbest takes I think I've probably ever heard in my life. Let's break it down. As a collector of things, a person doesn't deserve anything. In fact, I'm a firm believer that in life in general, nobody is owed anything. Sure, people can get dealt a better hand in life than others, but still, no excuses. I've talked about it before, and I subscribe to that idea of putting in the work to get whatever it is you want out of life or out of your collection. It all applies. So what is the first step to changing that mindset and maybe to get those cards that you want for your collection? First and foremost is do something about your mental issue or approach to the hobby. How? How do you start that? I would suggest starting with your focus and your approach to the hobby. Depending on how and what you collect, times have changed. It's nearly impossible to own everything you want or everything in a complete master set anymore. I would say that for years, specifically in wrestling cards, there were many people out there who could obtain everything they wanted for reasonable prices. But the entire wrestling card hobby has had a drastic change in the past few years. Especially with Panini owning the license to all the WWE stuff now, owning everything in wrestling cards is nearly impossible. And I say that from both a financial perspective as well as the fact that being able to buy things because wrestling card collectors are notorious for hoarding things. Ooh, there I said it. I said the word. I said that triggering word for some of you. Are you mad about it? If so, move along. But seriously, wrestling cards often end up locked away in collections, never to see the light of day. Some people with huge collections that don't have social media presence either, many times they have these cards and you never even hear about it. What if it's a child that opened a blaster, pulled a one-on-one autograph or a relic that somebody really needs for that rainbow, but they don't know any better, 
and maybe their parents end up donating it to Goodwill. Maybe it gets trashed. Maybe it ends up in that four-row box that they have in their bedroom closet and, again, never sees the light of day. All that being said, you still want to have fun in the hobby? Are you still here? You still like wrestling? Learn how to adapt. There are plenty of examples of people in the wrestling card space that can't collect or buy the things that they used to. However, they have adapted and they're still having a blast in the hobby. They just had to change their mindset, change their collecting style. In my opinion, it's important to pick a lane or two and go really hard after that. Whether it's sets, specific wrestlers, or curating your own unique perspective on the wrestling card collection that you are building. Just collect what you like and what you actually connect with, regardless of if anyone else thinks that way, or regardless of whether anybody else is collecting that way, or regardless of what kind of money it is worth. Do what is fun to you. Next comes the money. I know, I know. Many people in wrestling card hobby don't like to talk about money, but it's necessary. Sure, some of the high rollers out there that are really well off or have really good paying jobs or whatever, they can buy whatever they can find. Although, you know, like I said, finding things can be a problem. And then there are others that can just use the equity that they have built up in their collection through buying, selling, and trading. That's kind of what I do. And then there are others who are just content with buying as many $1 cards of their favorite superstars as they possibly can. Now let's break that part down even more. What can you do to generate money to buy the cards that you want? Well, it doesn't matter if it's a $1 card or it's a $1,000 card. The first thing you can do is cut down expenses. Now, I'm not saying this as a financial advisor per se, nor is this necessarily a financial podcast. We're talking wrestling cards, right? But the less money you spend on general daily stuff, the more money that you could spend on other stuff, in this case, wrestling cards you want. Maybe that's cutting out some food and drink costs or cutting back on subscription services, using less electricity. While all that stuff may seem silly to you, you can really save a lot of money if you sit down and start thinking about it from this perspective. The other thing you can do is just generate more income. Get a part-time job, start a side hustle, sell random stuff that's laying around your house that you're not really using anymore. Again, this may sound extreme, it may sound crazy to some people. Why in the world would you get a second job or start that side hustle just to buy more wrestling cards? Again, where there's a will, there's a way. Yet another way that you could get those big boy cards that you've always been wanting is to use the equity in your collection via selling or trading, specifically with trading. As big as wrestling cards and the collecting community is on social media, I honestly think there would be more trading going on. Also on top of that, the people who complain about not being able to get the value that they expected out of selling cards on eBay or whatnot or Macari or whatever platform. However, maybe they could take that equity or that value that they built up and use that as trades to then get something even bigger and better. I've gotten so many big time cards added to my collection via trade that I may not have otherwise been able to obtain if it was just, hey, I need this much cash straight up for this. Or maybe I couldn't sell stuff that I had quick enough to recoup that money to then buy that card that the auction was ending you know, late on a Sunday night or whatever. Or lastly, you can do none of these things that I've talked about today and you can just sit back and enjoy your collection for what it is, no matter what it consists of. As always, I'm never here to directly tell you what to do when it comes to the hobby or, well, pretty much anything. I just like to give you some ideas that I've implemented in my own collecting and life and whatever was working for me, and maybe it'll work for you. As I've stated a few times, I've spoke about this topic in the past a couple of times, but that tweet recently about true collectors not being able to get the big-time cards that they want, it just really sent me off and... I thought everybody might need to hear a little bit of a refresher about that topic here today. We have tons of new people coming to the wrestling cards every day, especially on the ultra-modern side, and some of them may be brand new to the hobby and collecting in general. There's a lot to grasp when getting into wrestling cards, 
And I just hope that my content can continue to provide a perspective to people. They can love it, they can hate it, really, whatever. But if it makes them use their critical thinking skills even for a moment, or maybe it provides them some sort of entertainment or escape from the daily life, then my job is done. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you who decided to listen to this episode today, downloading it, streaming it, however it is you're listening. And I would love to hear your opinion. What has changed for you in the past year or two of collecting? Are you a new collector? Are you one of the people that complains about not being able to get the cards that you want because you're a true collector, and the other people that have this card, well, they don't deserve it. Anyone that this podcast has struck a chord with in any sort of way, reach out to me on social media. I'd love to continue this conversation. Maybe I need to better explain myself on something. Uh, Maybe there's something I could help you out with regarding this topic. If today's episode brought you some value, please hit that subscribe button. Give me a review. And again, tell a friend. Share this podcast with anybody that you know that you think would enjoy it. Thanks again, as always, for listening. And until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun. We'll see you.